begin. I'd like to say good day to everyone. My name is Felicia Hamilton and I will be your moderator for this session. Welcome to another lecture given by the Southfield, Michigan class. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield, Michigan class is Dr. Marvin Lewis. The president is Dr. Edward Yule, and the vice president is Dr. Ronald Atkins. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the word or son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name, and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title our Creator chose for Himself. Jesus is a name but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Greek language, the Hebrew language, nor the Latin language had any letters or characters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title, just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, He is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. 
In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelation. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we should ask ourselves is, what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, holy place, and court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary aims and constitutional objectives are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity and Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. 
8th, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained, there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua, the Messiah. And 10th, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and slogan is speak the truth. At this time, we would like the class dedicated in prayer by Dr. Mary Taylor, followed by scripture, which will be 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter read by Dr. Lauren Lewis. Dr. Taylor. You have to unmute yes. yourself. Yes. There you go. Okay. Yes. I about my heart, my. Thank you, Father, for bringing us together again, for us to be able to hear you and edify us. And also, for us to praise you once more, as always. If that, let's say hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'd like to say good morning to the class. Good morning. And I'll be reading out of the King James Version, substituting true names appropriate. That's First Timothy, the sixth chapter, and the Holy Name Version will be displayed on your screen. That's 1 Timothy 6, chapter. Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own master worthy of all honor, that the name of Yahweh and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the benefit, these things teach and exhort. Excuse me. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, and to the doctrine which is according to all holiness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but dotting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil, summizings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is holiness from such withdraw thyself. But holiness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. <clears throat> excuse me. For we brought nothing, excuse me, and having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall in temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith 
and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of Yahweh, flee these things and follow after righteousness, purity, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of Yahweh, who quickens all things, and before Yahshua the Messiah, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, which in his time he shall show, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and ruler of rulers, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Charge them that are rich in this age, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living Elohim, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. That they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to share, willing to bestow, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation. Again, the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Laying up in store for themselves, excuse me. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so-called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with you. That was 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter. Thank you, Dr. Mary Taylor, for that beautiful prayer, and to Dr. Lauren Lewis for the scripture. And we want again, once again, welcome everyone out today for today's lecture. We are always very appreciative when the brethren um, decide to sup with us and join us in learning about this great gospel that we have been blessed with. And we want to also thank our visiting brethren for visiting with us. We acknowledge you and we really do appreciate your attendance. And for our first speaker of the morning, we're happy to call from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Sean Wright. Dr. Wright? Dr. Wright, you may have to take yourself off of mute. There you go. Yes, we can. Morning. Um, you're a little low, Sean. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're a little low, and we hear a lot of background noise. So.
Can you guys hear me okay? Oh yeah, that's much better. Okay, all right. Sorry about that. No worries. Um, it's good to be here. It's good to be in attendance um, with the body. Um, Joshua is always on my heart and mind. Uh, it's been a long time since um, I've been called to have anything to say, but um, just since um, it's since we've been in this this uh, this mode of of uh, having class, um, it's been a time of reflection for me. Uh, time of introspection. Um, where are you at um, within the pattern? Where are you at? Where are you? <laughs> um, and that you has been a, a constant and that you I have come to understand has to die. If indeed you want to get to heaven. Um, I believe that was spoke about in the last few classes and was made uh, to be the forefront of your thought. What's the goal of all of this? Why are we here? Why are we in attendance? Is it important? How important is it? These are questions I have been made to ask myself um, and not look at others to pass judgment of where someone else is in the pattern. No, this is about you. And this you that you are talking about it has to come to some type of knowledge and understanding of who it is. I mean, you, this you that we're speaking about, it has to come unto a knowledge of who it is and, and how we really exist. And that you really is Yahweh. That's what we come down here to learn to know and to understand. If someone could share that first aim for me, please. Our first aim is to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim as he really is and actually exists. Again, that you has been constant. It'll be constant in your learning as you continue to be here you'll find out about that you and where it is currently when you ask that question. Time and time again, because you won't stop asking that question. Where, where am I? Where is this you? You understand? So the first aim is to help you find. It used to be to help, excuse me, it used to be to find and know Yahweh our Elohim as he really is and actually exists. 
then it was changed to help you find because somebody was able to get that understood or somebody was shown that and we all had to be shown nobody came in here with that understanding everybody had to be shown just as a babe is delivered into the world each and every one of us came into the world the same exact way just as i witnessed three times had the opportunity and the pleasure to witness three times a babe come into this world so that i can understand how i come into the world you understand and know where i currently am and what destination it is that i i have and that we all have and that is our goal here and our aim is to find that and then to help somebody else find that that's why it's important to pay attention down here we don't ask you to pay anything else out of your pocket monetarily nothing of any physicality can you donate down here except for the exception to keep this mode of operation going and that is to preach the gospel the only thing you can donate monetarily down here to help keep the operation going but the only thing you are required to pay is attention that is all if you do not pay that there's a hefty penalty that you must pay later on if you do not pay that attention and that goes for all of us <clears throat> i'll speak to myself first but that is our goal and our aim down here is to find yahweh as he really is and actually is his Where is he? This great and stellar Yahweh. Where is he? Did he have a beginning? Does he have an end? These are questions that we should, and it is imperative that we ask ourselves. So just going off of that, um, that first goal there, that first aim. You see that you is constant and that going forward as you begin to learn more and more um, that you must, <laughs> it must change. And later it, it must transform. Just as, if you could pull up the green uh, chart for me, please. Just as a butterfly. Begins from an egg. Please, if you could uh, explode or uh, zoom in on the uh, metamorphosis plate for me, please.
just says that that butterfly begins at a at an egg stage and graduates into a larva and then into what you can see as a caterpillar crawling around on the earth plane. That caterpillar in order, in order for it to graduate into adulthood, it must go through a change where it gets broken down. And it's it's all the same. It's all the same substance, but it gets broken down until its most finite state, if you would, inside of that chrysalis, which you can't see the change going on because it's it's enclosed. And it's a silent operation. But later that that adult butterfly manifests out of its chrysalis or cocoon. And you see those four beautiful wings. And it no longer inhabits the earth or crawls on the earth for food, but it flies above earth. And it has a different diet now. It feeds on nectar from the plants and flowers. So too, just as that butterfly, you and I must go through the same type of metamorphosis or change. If we are to transcend from our earthly state of thinking and dwelling unto a metaphysical, if you take a look at that word, metamorphosis, you will see the similarity there of meta. Meta meaning beyond. The physical. If you want to transcend this physical state of dwelling and thinking, you must go through a change. And that change can only be done through Yahshua, the Messiah. I thank you for the opportunity. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for that, Dr. Wright. That was beautiful in its simplicity. And for our second speaker of the morning, we're, I'm sorry, before I announce that, our, our readers for today will be Dr. Shirley Nelson and Dr. Lauren Lewis. And for our next speaker of the morning, we're happy to call Dr. Zamar Gregory. Dr. Gregory. Good evening, class. Good afternoon. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Um, 
really enjoyed the last words of the previous speaker. Um, I'm not really feeling too good, so I'm gonna be brief. Just wanted to give thanks as well, always to Yahshua the Messiah um, for allowing us to come together and actually have a place that we can gather and um, be fed um, of this gospel, you know, want everybody just to stay steadfast in their learning, um, stay stay steadfast and come in a, to come into class and tuning in. You know, we I'm so glad we live in an era now where we can go to YouTube and we can see so many different classes. It's like just being, um, you can be tuned in all the time now. So just take advantage of that. We are coming to a close of this age soon. I know we've been preaching that for a long time, but you can see the signs as we're getting closer and closer. So just be diligent um, and continue to study, continue to come to class and continue to open your heart to Yahshua. And with those few words, I'll say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Dr. Gregory. And I'm sorry, let me fix my audio one second. If you guys give me one second, Dr. Lewis, I apologize. Okay, at this time, we're happy to call or uh, from also from our Southfield branch, Dr. Ayana Brazil Gamble. Dr. Gamble. If you're there, Dr. Gamble, you'll have to unmute yourself. So we'll we'll come back to Dr. Gamble. And uh, for our next speaker of the morning, we're happy to call from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Dorian Lewis. Dr. Lewis. Good uh, afternoon, class. Uh, glad to be here, and I enjoy previous speakers. Okay. And I want to uh, go back to what Dr. Wright was talking about about being changed. Uh, if we can get, uh, let's see, 1 Corinthians 15, and I think it's like 59, you know, for we shall not, all not sleep. And I will be brief as well. That is the point, that is uh, part of Yahweh's purpose, is that we should all be changed from a carnal mind or carnal way of thinking to have a spiritual mind, or as the scripture says, let this mind be in you that was in the Messiah. You understand? We don't have that before we have a knowledge of Yahshua Messiah. You understand? And that having that mind or, or the mind of the spirit is the only way that we are changed. We spend our whole lives trying to change and trying to do it according to our own <clears throat> ideas or as a, the scripture talks about, or Paul talks about going about to establish our own righteousness. Right. Every last one of us has done that. Some of us are still doing it. You understand? That will not cut it with Yahweh. You have to take it the way he's given it, but you don't get it at all. So uh, go ahead and read this real quick. That's 1 Corinthians 15 and 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep 
but we shall mm -hmm. all be changed mm -hmm. in a moment in the twinkling of an eye mm -hmm. at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised right. incorruptible and mm -hmm. we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption mm -hmm. and this mortal must put on immortality okay that's enough of that that's actually talking about taking off the flesh which is not exactly what i was looking for i was thinking something else uh if you can get um let me see just give me a second i'm trying to find the right scripture it looks like a whole chapter huh <laughs> i was trying not to have you read as much all right yep just read romans 8 and 1. i think that's more appropriate for what i'm trying to that's romans 8 and 1. Mm -hmm. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Yahshua the Messiah. As we always say, this is a school, it's not a church. You got to read because he's he's uh, completing the statement from the previous chapter. As Dr. Kennedy often reminded the class that this Bible was not originally in chapters and verses. So sometimes you lose the subject and the predicate. Sometimes you got to go back in the previous chapters to get the subject of what he's talking about. See, but he's starting here. He says, <clears throat> excuse me, there's therefore now no condemnation. So, so there was condemnation before. You understand the condemnation of uh, the law that the law put on us and what the law, and this is Yahweh's purpose. He established this law so that we can see the need for a savior. We can see how that we cannot live up to Yahweh's standards on our own. So that's the thing, we can live up to our own standards and many of us can't live up to that, <laughs> you know what I mean? How many times you, I mean, how many New Year's resolutions have you kept? You understand? <laughs> you know, it's hard for a lot of us to live up to our own standards. We certainly can't live up to Yahweh's standards, you understand, without the Holy Spirit. So anyway, he's saying that there was a time that law put that condemnation on us because we saw that we couldn't keep it. The Jews couldn't keep it. We, we being the Gentiles, did by nature the things that were in the law, even though it wasn't given to us, and we couldn't keep it. You understand? So we were a law to ourselves, and we were condemned by that same law. So here, go ahead and start here. Now, Paul's telling you what removed that from us. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Remember, there is. Just, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep this up in, in the forefront. We're talking about being changed and the change that must happen, must happen to each and every one of us. Go ahead. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Yahshua the Messiah. Who are in Yahshua the Messiah. Go ahead who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. You understand? So a whole lot of people talking about they walking in the spirit. You understand? Go ahead, we're gonna get to it. For the law of the spirit of life in Yahshua the Messiah have made me free from the law of sin and death. And that's what we were talking about that people commonly call the 10 commandment law, the mosaic law, thou shalt not, thou shalt not trying to be holy in a physical way, tithing, back, getting baptized, you understand? Mm -hmm. Doing all these, these physical things, that's all we ever knew because we are physical fleshly people. We are carnal people. Carnal means of the flesh, of the body, you understand? So that's all we knew. Go ahead, I'm, I don't wanna keep talking about that. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, mm -hmm. Yahweh sending his own son 
in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Right. And that's the point of Yahshua Messiah coming in when the world calls, calls Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? He came in to set up a Christian example and to, to set a standard for how we should all try to live. Let's be Christ-like. That's what the word Christian means, to be Christ-like. Not understanding that this law that Yahweh spoke to the children of Israel, we see the scene here on this chart of Moses with the tables of stone in his hand. Yahweh spoke down a law to them. What's, like I said, it's commonly called the Ten Commandment Law, but it was 613 total, you understand? Along with other ordinances and statutes that went with it. This law governed every aspect of their life. It was, in, it was an imposition on them. It was imposed upon them, you understand? And it had requirements. And so we, we most of us on here know the story. Yahweh, if they broke a law, I mean, it could be quote unquote a minor infraction. They had to get a sacrifice. Everything had to be, um, I can't think of the word, paid in blood. Paid is not the word I'm thinking of, but it's another word. <clears throat> For every infraction, they had to have a sacrifice. They had to be bloodshed. All of that was foreshadowing Yahshua the Messiah, who the world calls Jesus Christ. He wasn't coming to show us how to live. He was coming to fulfill that law. His blood was the only worthy blood that could satisfy the requirements of the law. All those sacrifices were just examples and types and shadows, and they didn't satisfy, and they never made, and then Paul talks about that probably in this scripture. It didn't make, you know, if I sinned and got me a little turtle dove and sacrificed that, well, I just went and sinned the next day. So I had to get another, it was perpetual, where Yahshua Messiah's blood ended that for those who believe in him. So go ahead and I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to not keep interrupting you, but. The fifth verse, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things I'm of- I'm sorry, can you go back to three, please? Back to three? Yeah. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, Yahweh sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. And Yahshua Messiah's verse, go ahead that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us right. who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Go ahead. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but right. they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Right. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Right. Because the carnal mind is enmity against Yahweh. For it is not subject to the law of Yahweh, neither indeed can be. Right. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please Yahweh. So what does he mean? We all still in the flesh. Mm -hmm. He's talking about psychologically and spiritually. Our ways that we think, we, listen. Paul has written, most of his books he writes about how that the law is not, um, I can't, nothing's coming to me this morning. You can't do the law, the law to be saved by Yahweh now because mm -hmm. Yahweh's got, a, again, he's got a purpose and his purpose has different time periods. And we're not in the time period where that law is a requirement because after Yahshua's death, burial, and resurrection, the physical works of the law no longer satisfy the requirements because his death, burial, and resurrection and his works satisfied that law and moved it out of the way. So that now we have to have faith in Yahshua the Messiah in the fact that he accomplished the works, not just faith in, I, I believe in Jesus. I believe in Yahshua. I believe he's going to get me that new car. He's going to fix all my problems and he's going to whatever. 
That's not what he's talking about. You understand? We have to know that Yahshua overcame the weakness of the flesh, overcame the, um, the uh, failures of our carnal mind. You understand? And that's what he means, those that walk in the flesh. But I still think it's something I can do to be worthy. I can go uh, be baptized enough. I can tithe enough. You understand? The scripture says that none were righteous. So if we're still thinking somehow we're going to establish our own righteousness by works of the flesh, some type of physical work, then we've missed the boat. It is only by understanding that Yahshua was innocent blood and he died for our sins. He died for our infractions. You understand? That will change. And if you believe that, it will change your heart and your mind. What you do is you start following him and not your own concept. And that's what the hard thing is, is for us to give up our concepts, you see? Going about to establish our own righteousness. Go ahead, keep reading. Mm -hmm. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, if so, so be. Right. If so be that the spirit of Yahweh dwell in you. Right. Now, if any man have not the spirit of the Messiah, he is none of his. Now, how do we get the spirit of Yahweh in us? Now, get, hold right there. Don't lose that place. Go to John 14th chapter. Um, like 14, I don't know. It's not 20, it's before 26. You know the part I'm looking for. Uh, you know, he says, uh, I'll send you another comforter. Okay. Um, <clears throat> 26. Uh, let's see, John 14, and I'll start at 13. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you yeah. shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Right. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, mm -hmm. even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, mm -hmm. because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but right. you know him, for he right. dwelleth with you. With you? In you. He was dwelling with them then, but he said right. he shall be in you. You understand? So that ties up what we just read in Romans 8 and 9. I keep hitting the wrong button. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of Yahweh dwelleth in you. That's the Holy Spirit that Yahshua poured out, you understand, on the Day of Atonement. The spirit that was contained in that specially prepared body. Now he's pouring it out to all those who believe. Mm -hmm. So if you have that spirit in you, you're no longer in the flesh. You're no longer trying to accomplish the, um, or you're no longer trying to live to the, by the standards of fleshly men and carnally minded men. You understand? Uh, go back to Romans, please. And I'll be done very shortly. That's Romans Do eight, nine again. eight and nine. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of Yahweh dwell in you. Right. Now, if any man have not the spirit of the Messiah, he is none of his. I told you when I started. You're going to take it Yahweh's way or you don't get it. <laughs> and the only way is you got to have the Holy Spirit or Yahshua abiding in your heart and your mind. That's it. And you don't get him doing what you want to do. You understand? We don't get him. Yahweh not dancing to my tune. 
You understand? I'm either going to accept what Yahweh is telling me and showing me and be obedient or I'm none of his. Go ahead. And if Messiah be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but mm -hmm. the spirit is life because of righteousness. So you no longer live to fulfill the fleshly desires, whatever they are, you know what I'm saying? Getting, you know, uh, whatever. It's being successful in the flesh. You understand? That's not your main purpose here anymore. And I know many of us have been experiencing that. Yahweh is just like, you're the, the, the um, enamel on these physical things is wearing off. The sheen is wearing off of it. It's like, I don't really care about none of it anymore. You understand? And that's thanks to Yahshua. He's, he's taking away the blinders where it's so, ooh, look, shiny. And we just attracted to it. You like you see, it's really nothing to it. All of this physical stuff, you know, whatever goals that we think are great in the world, you understand? Starting to lose that appeal. Go ahead and keep reading. But if the spirit of him that raised up Yahshua from the dead dwell in you, mm -hmm. he that raised up the Messiah from the dead <clears throat> shall also quicken your mortal bodies by mm -hmm. his spirit that dwelleth in you. Right. Keep going. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live right. after the flesh. Not my mama, my daddy, my granny, my pastor, Dean so-and-so who introduced me to class. You're not debtors to them. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. What but is the flesh? I gotta be a good person in this world. I gotta, you know, I can't even think of the examples. I am so sick of this world right now. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. I was just telling my parents that this morning. I mean, you know, everything with the turmoil that's in the world and everybody at each other's throats, I am tired of even hearing about it. Yeah. You know, and I know Dr. Kinley said, watch the news. You watch the news. You keep up with it. But you don't have to be enamored in that stuff 24 hours a day because most of it ain't news. Most of it's opinions and theories and conjecture. You understand? And, and the fifth aim of this school is to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. And it's a whole lot of ignorance on these 24-hour news channels, both sides. Anyway, uh, go ahead. That's new 12 again. Therefore, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live right. after the flesh. Right. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. Right. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. You bring or them into control. You understand? You bring them into submission through the Holy Spirit. Go ahead. For as many as are led by the Spirit of Elohim, they are the sons of Elohim. Right. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Mm -hmm. The spirit itself bear, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of Elohim. Right. And if children, then heirs, heirs of Yahweh and joint heirs with the Messiah. If so be that we suffer with him, that we mm -hmm. may be also glorified together. Keep for, I reckon, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the we earnest are, expectation. We all read that, don't we? When we're feeling down yes. and suffering, you're looking forward to some time. Listen, we're in this flesh, you're gonna have sufferings in this flesh. 
but you can survive them in a, there's a word, there's another word, I can't think of the words this morning. Um, you can endure, that's the word, you can endure them, you understand, through Yahshua Messiah. But get it out of your head that you ain't, that you're going to reach a plateau in this, in this physical life where you won't be suffering through something. And we see, as you know, somebody just quoted it, as you see the more the day approaching, you understand, you see the things going on in this world. It's never been to this this extent, the amount of turmoil and, uh, you know, uh, dissension, you see. But anyway, keep going. I, I, what I want to say is this ain't just some feel-good scripture. Take the whole thing in, in together as a whole and what he's saying. He's talking about the change that y'all, that the Holy Spirit or Yahshua in you will make in you. That is the way you, you and I overcome all of this, whatever you're dealing with. Maybe you ain't thinking about nothing in the world, all this drama that's going on in the world. Maybe you got your own drama in your own life. <laughs> you understand? If you want to overcome it, you need to understand something about Yashua. That's it. All the self-help books in the world ain't going to fix it. You understand? Keep going. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Right. Right. The earnest... And when you start to see Yashua, I'm sorry, when you start to see Yashua really working in you, that's glorious. See, it's going to be revealed in you, to you. You'll see the changes that Yashua was making in you, and you'll look and say, I know that wasn't me. It ain't about other people seeing it. You understand? It's about you seeing it. And what you do is you give the honor, glory, and praise to Yashua in your heart, in your mind, in your body, which are his. That's the change. Go ahead. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of Yahweh. Right. For the creature was made subject to vanity, right. not willingly, but by reason of him who have subjected the same in hope. I never understood that scripture. I used to be like, why would Yahweh make us subject to vanity? If he said, you know, vanity is not a good thing. You understand? But he's not just talking about the vanity of who oh, I think I'm so great. It's also, we just are subject to vain works, doing things that are empty and fruitless. You understand? We were subject, made subject to that, not willingly. And, the, and also the vanity of thinking that we could somehow accomplish our own salvation. They always been showing me that more and more. That you, that's vain to think that you can, you understand? I, I, don't, I can't think of the words right now to use, but to think that somehow I, I, I deserve Yahshua. That's utter vanity. You understand? You need to understand the level of grace that Yahshua's had on each of us. You understand? The fact that you are upright and take upright and taking in air right now is Yahshua's mercy because he is the very breath of life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just think, you know, it's the simple thing. Sometimes you think about that. Literally, the life that you have is Yahshua. He don't want you to have it. You don't have it. So every day is a day is a reason to every day you are alive is a reason to thank Yahshua, no matter what you may be dealing with. Right. All right, go ahead. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption right. into the glorious corruption of this flesh, of this vanity of this world. Yahshua will deliver us from that and is delivering us from that. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Into the glorious liberty of the children of Yahweh. Liberty. That's right. <laughs> liberty. 
you understand, to not be bound and, and you know, I don't know about anybody else, but you, you know, you can't win for losing in this world. You really can't. <laughs> you can't win for losing. You do one thing and somebody else matches. Some people happy, some people ain't. It just don't matter. And ain't nobody ever happy for long. <laughs> you understand? What have you done for me lately, right? You see, we want to be in the liberty of Yahshua. Listen, to the liberty of not trying to accomplish your own salvation. Each of us in our own selves know that we have fallen short of trying to be righteous. So you got condemnation behind that. But see, it's liberty and understanding that you can't do it. And that Yahshua, his death, his burial, his resurrection, the way he fulfilled the scriptures, that's what accomplished your salvation. And you have to understand that. And once we understand that, you rest. I think it's the scriptures that say that. You cease your works. You stop trying to accomplish stuff. You understand? And you rely on the Holy Spirit in you, who is Yahshua in you. Go ahead. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together mm -hmm. until now. Ain't that the truth? Go ahead. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of the body. That's right. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For right. what a man seeth, why doeth he yet hope for? Right. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Mm -hmm. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Right. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Right. Keep and he sorry. No, sorry, keep going. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the sons according to the will of God. Right there, you know, we we all pray our prayers and whatever, and we want this and that, and that's part of being in this life. You know, we, we want comfort in the flesh. We want our problems to be taken care of, taken away, or whatever the case is. But he said, he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit of the spirits because he maketh intersection for the sons according to the will of Yahweh right and I'm just now I'm you know I know many of the brothers understand that some do some don't I'm just coming to the realization of Yahweh's making me understand you know Yahweh don't really care about what your situation is in his flesh he don't care if you got a nice house nice car he don't care nothing about that he's gonna give you what you need to satisfy you understand you in the flesh you need a roof over your head, that don't mean it gotta be a mansion. <laughs> you understand? You need a car, that don't mean it gotta be a 2022. You see? I'm just saying, sometimes we get uncomfortable in this flesh and we get, oh, Yahweh, please. Hey, you over there praying to Yahweh about something because you a little uncomfortable. You understand? You got what you need, you understand? To be able to function in this flesh. And what we ought to be wanting is something is for Yahshua to change our heart and our mind so that it don't affect us so much living in this world. It's going to affect you because you're part of it, but it won't have to affect you to the point where you are in despair. Go ahead. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love Yahweh. You ask yourself, do you know that? Or are we just saying it? 
You know what I'm saying? Have you seen enough of Yahweh? Have you, in your own life, have you learned enough of how his purpose, pattern, and plan operates to have some faith in Yahweh that he will work out what is right for his sons? You see, go ahead. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Right. For, for whom he did foreknow, he right. also did predestinate. Right. To be conformed to the image of his son. Now, that's what I wanted. We read all of that to get to mm -hmm. one scripture. Now I want y'all to look up conform. You can finish that verse. Mm -hmm. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Mm -hmm. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And mm -hmm. whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Mm -hmm. What shall we say then? What shall we then say to these things? If Yahweh be for us, who can be against us? Right, okay, so do y'all got conform? Yes, that's conform from Mary. Merriam-Webster Dictionary online. Mm -hmm. To be similar to or the same as something, to obey or agree with something, mm -hmm. to do what other people do, to behave in a way that is accepted by most people, to give the same shape outline. That's the one I want. <laughs> Go ahead, to give the same shape outline. Outline or, con or contour to bring into harmony or accord. So he brings us agreement. into, right. He brings us into harmony or accord or agreement with his will. That's always it's been another the one, Dorian. Go ahead. To be obedient or compliant. Right, there you go. And that's always been a problem. We weren't obedient and compliant, even though we thought we were going about to establish our own rights, interpreting the scriptures in our own way. You understand? And so Yahweh has a purpose, pattern, and plan that he laid out and he revealed through his vision to Dr. Kenley, you understand? And showed us how he is working systematic or how his purpose works systematically, you understand? There are principles of blood, water, spirit, death, burn, resurrection. Yahweh's purpose overturns and overturns. It don't miss a beat and doesn't stop. How he put that in you and I, in our physical bodies, in the universe, to show us something about him so that we might have confidence in him. And then we might go to him that we might be saved. And his Holy, once he places his Holy Spirit into us, it will conform us to his image or put that mind, his mind, the mind of the Holy Spirit in us. And we will be compliant with that. You understand? He will bring us into harmony and accord, not with one another, but with him. And if those sons who are in compliant and accord with him, you know, you're naturally going to be an appliance and accord with one another. You understand? The sons of Yahweh. You see, so there's more into, in that scripture, but uh, I'm going to end right there. And uh, I hope it made some sense. And keep focusing on Yahshua. Keep focusing on Yahshua. Because uh, you get too caught up in this world out here, you are going to lose. <laughs> you understand? You're going to lose. Yahshua is the only one that can change our heart and our minds and to get us to not be like everybody else out here going crazy. So all praise to Yashua. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Thank you so much, Dr. Lewis. I really enjoyed that. And I will be the next speaker. Um, I, I have really enjoyed class thus far. And I'm always grateful that Yahweh invites me back time and time again, because I know it is by divine invitation that any of us are here. And it had me thinking um, when the speakers were talking about how, and I, I hate using the word, but I have to, because I can't think of any other word is blessed we are to know what we know and knowing that none of it was of our own as the previous speaker said that we were chosen just think about that from the foundation of the world Yahweh chose you to know this great gospel and it wasn't because oh well my mother's in it so now my kids are going to be in it no 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 it doesn't work that way if your children are in it it's because Yahweh chose them to be because you have many brethren that have children and they don't want anything to do with this gospel. So even that in itself is a blessing from Yahweh. And what he was, he was reading, and I, I can't think of the scripture, but I, it'll, I'm praying Yahweh will bring it to me, is the more you come to these classes, whether it be on Zoom or in person, preferably in person, and the more you study, you start, these things start to become very clear to you. And it made me think of, I had an opportunity to uh, uh, join the um, international, I call it the international class that Dr. David Underwood holds in the mornings on Sunday, Sunday morning. And we had people in there that were speaking from London, people from Malaysia and, you know, from Africa. And I'm thinking, okay, I remember when, and he won't mind if I use them because I, I mess with them all the time. I remember the first time I heard Dr. Lionel Von Manchu speak, and it was at one of the uh, picnics that Lansing gave. And I, to this day, can literally say I, I didn't understand a word that man said because of his accent. And it really just bothered me because people were clapping. I'm like, I just don't know what he said. I literally could not understand a word he said. But over the course of time, the more I listened to him, I, it became clear. Now, I don't even hear his accent. I hear every word he says. And that's with anyone that has an accent. What Yahweh has taught me to do is to listen. Just sit there, pay attention, try to clear your mind and listen. When you do that, then things become so clear, it just blows your mind. So what the previous speaker was talking about in Romans 8, that the understanding that we have to be conformed or changed, that is not clear to some of us or most of us at this time. It becomes clear the more and more you study this gospel and you begin to understand that everything works by a pattern. And if you could get that man-made by the pattern for me. So as you become more and more, as you become to understand the workings of Yahweh and the way he operates, then your life and the reason you have a life becomes more clear to you. So you look at that pattern, you see a most holy place, a holy place in a court roundabout, and you know we always say everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Now me, Felicia, I was always thinking nothing in the physical sense, you know, the buildings, the flowers, the trees, a car, you know, a lamp, a phone, 
I had no idea or no concept that it was even my thinking. The things that I thought about also went about this pattern. And there's, and the only way I would to, I am to get that spiritual body or go through that metamorphosis as Dr. Wright talked about is to understand that even my thoughts, concepts, and opinions go by the pattern. Now, a lot of times they may be negative and we see that on the Ayashaya chart. You know, when you, when you look at that chart, you think, you know, we come out of the world where we think of uh, me, myself, and I, that would be on the negative side because everything is about you. That's, that's you. Okay, I need to do this and I got to go here and it's about me and what about my feelings and my truth. That puts you on that delusional side. The delusion is that you have thought, and this is the world taught us this, so don't you know be too hard on yourself because I grew up in the, what they call the rainbow generation, you know, with, uh, um, oh, I can't even think of his name, which is good. Um, but it was like, I, I am somebody. And that's what we had to repeat in school. I am somebody. So we all were on that other side thinking it was about us. Not understanding that that's what the negative spirit is about. And if you get that scripture for me where he says, I will be like the most high, because Satan's whole objective is to place himself above the throne of Yahweh and be better than. And that's what we have been taught in this world. You wanna be better than the next person. You wanna be bigger. You wanna be more famous. You wanna be more rich than the next person. Not understanding that what we should be doing is what Paul said, and you can pick that up too, is I die daily, kill myself every day, wake up in the mirror and look and say, Yahweh, get, kill old Felicia off. Let me be conformed to you. So get that scripture for me about the satanic spirit. And then I want you to get Paul for me. That's Isaiah 14 and 12. Mm -hmm. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, mm -hmm. son of the morning? Mm -hmm. How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weakest the nations? Mm -hmm. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of Elohim. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Now he's talking here and he's, he's talking to the prince of Tarshish, but he's actually talking to what's in that prince, which is the satanic spirit. And the satanic spirit wants to be glorified. He wants to have those jewels on him. He wants to be the most magnificent one. And that's what we were taught in the world. I want to be better than it. And it, it often reminds me of, you know, people that are obsessed with wearing designer brands. It's like, I have this. Well, it's somebody else's name. Why are you so obsessed with someone else's name? But it's just, I, I'm better than. Look what I have. You don't have it. I have it. And that's nothing but that satanic spirit that wants us to place ourselves above Yahweh or to make us think that, that we are better than he, and we're not. Yahshua actually wants us to do the opposite. He wants us to subdue ourselves to him. And don't think of it in the physical like we do out in the world, like, oh, I'm not bowing down to nobody. No, you absolutely should not. But you bow to this great gospel. You bow to the creator of heaven and earth in your heart and mind. You give him all honor, reverence, and glory. And that's how we die daily. So pick up that scripture for me, please. 
That is 1 Corinthians 15 and 31. Mm -hmm. I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Yahshua the Messiah, our Savior. I die daily. Mm -hmm. I could have picked it up further. I mean, uh, if, if you could. Now, I'm going to just pick it. So this is Paul, which mm -hmm. more is properly is Saul. And remember who he is. This man knew seven languages. I, I'm wrapping my brain around. I'm still trying to learn German. And I, I can't even imagine learning seven languages. He was, a, he was educated by the scribes and Pharisees. So the man knew what he knew. Like he said, he was born and circumcised on the eighth day. So if anybody kind of fulfilled a lot of that, it was Saul. But he's saying he has to die daily. Mm -hmm. Why is he saying that? So yes, pick it up for me, Dr. Um, Maybe at uh, 1 Corinthians 15 and 25, uh, 26. So the last your best judgment, yeah. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. For uh -huh. he hath put all things under his feet. Mm -hmm. But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. Uh -huh. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him. And see, that, that, that's Yahshua the Messiah. Yahshua, after Yahshua has finished his mission, which was to fulfill every single jot and tittle in the law and the prophets, then he has rest in Yahweh. And that's what we want. So because he fulfilled all that, we don't have to do any of that work as the previous speaker was talking about. We don't have to do anything. All we have to do is know and understand and believe that Yahshua did it and he fulfilled it and he moved it out of the way. So this is once again, remember this is, and think about the story of Saul. If you really get a chance, research him. This man, like I said, he learned, he knew seven languages. He was extremely educated. I thought I was, I ain't have nothing on him. He, at, he sat there and he persecuted the sons. He sat there and held Stephen's coat while they stoned this man to death. Then turned around when Yahweh knocked him on his butt and made him blind for three days. He came out of that blindness. He repeated the exact same thing Peter said when he was getting stoned. See, this is, that's being conformed. That is, oh my goodness, it's not about me. It's about Yahshua, which is what the apostles were preaching when Saul or Paul stoned one of them. But then Yahweh in his grace and his mercy knocked him down. See, he didn't even walk with the savior, but now here he is preaching the exact same thing these apostles preach. That is being conformed. It's not a, Oh, I, and, I, and I can tell when I'm talking to somebody that's still just so carnal, when I'm like, you're going to do what Yahweh tell you to do no matter what. They're thinking it's a person. I ain't got to, um, no, you're going to bow. You're going to bow now or you're going to bow later, but you're going to bow. You might want to do it now because it may be a little bit easier on you now. And see, that's what Paul had to do. That's why Yahweh knocked him on his butt made him blind for three days because, and that's even by the pattern, right? If you're looking at the left side, which is a righteousness, because remember he was under a delusion before, but Yahweh knocked him down for three days. That's the court roundabout, the holy place, most holy place. So when you get to that holy place that you, that most holy place that you get that spiritual awakening, now he understands, oh, they were preaching Yahshua the Messiah. It is okay to preach his resurrection and not just his death. 
like uh, so many people out there in the Christian world, the cross is on their neck, still thinking he's dead. He's not dead. He rose again the third day and he is within you if you believe that. So this is Saul saying, okay, and I, I don't want to spoil it. Go ahead and read Dr. Nelson. Uh, the 28th verse again. Yes. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that mm -hmm. Yahweh may be all in all. Mm -hmm. Else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead, if the dead rise not at all? Mm -hmm. Why are they then baptized for the dead? And why stand we in jeopardy every hour? I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in the Messiah, our Savior, I die daily. Mm -hmm. And why does he die daily? After he was knocked down, Yahweh showed him, it's not about you, Saul. What you're doing is preaching me. You're letting them know that I am the resurrection and the life. I am the, as it says right here on this chart, I am the host. I am righteousness. I am the healer, the provider. I am your banner or your shepherd. I am the Sabbath. I am rest. I am the spiritual bride. I am righteousness. Mm -hmm. This is Yahshua. It has nothing to do with you, Saul. So stop it. Now turn around and Yahweh made him do a complete 180. And people would, when he's, when Yahweh told him to go in and start preaching, they were like, um, no, we know this, this Saul, he, he is a persecutor. He will probably kill us or put us in jail. Not realizing that this man had a change of heart. Yahweh showed him quote unquote, the light. And now he has understanding about what it's about. And that's what Dr. Lewis was talking about recently. Once you, once Yahweh shows you, and I mean, really show you what it's about, no matter how much you're dealing with in this flesh, and we all are, and that's we don't we don't minimize anybody's suffering, not at all, because no one knows what someone else is going through. But what we do know is whatever suffering you're going through is not uncommon to man, as it says in the scripture. And if you want to find that, everything we're going through, someone else in this world, if they haven't already died or to come, they have went through that as well. Everything you're going through, somebody has gone through or going through worse, everything. So that's why we try to keep it in context. Yeah, sometimes I get down. I really do. I get really down. But it does. I don't stay there. It's just one of those. And, I'm, and Yahweh has having me say more and more, get be behind me, Satan. That's the only one that's doing that, trying to make you scoot on over to the dark side, as it may say. But it's Yahshua that is bringing us, it's a, it's a pattern. We have to keep going through this death, burial, resurrection because we're in this physical. And what Yahweh is allowing me to understand is when we think about that pattern, because I used to always look at the pattern, I'm like, okay, I see the steps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But Yahweh, remember Yahweh, his is always a downward operation. And the, we, the let me clarify what I'm saying. Yahweh, and you get the Moses chart for me, please. Yahweh in his pure spirit state, that is the highest state of existence anything can be in, is pure spirit. And the only one that can be in pure spirit is Yahweh, period. So Yahweh doing anything else, coming in any other state outside of pure spirit is a coming down or a death. So he came, he, he, he moved 
from this pure spirit state to a state of incorporeal or super incorporeal of Elohim, that's a coming down. Then he further condescended himself, like we say condensation with water. He further broke himself down and came in the likeness of sinful flesh as Yahshua the Messiah for us. He didn't do it for himself. He's not saving himself. How stupid does that sound? You're like the, the go ahead and get this scripture from me. Um, when he was on the cross and they were belittling him as they were doing, saying, if you be the saviors, you know, save yourself. Well, he is the savior, but if he was the savior and he got down off the cross, then he's not a savior. He's saving him. He's a survivor. That's the difference. He is the savior. To, say, to be a savior means you're helping someone else out of jeopardy or out of peril. It doesn't mean you're helping yourself. To help yourself means you're a survivor. So if you, I don't know if any of you, if you can pick that scripture up for me, because this is, this is where the world wants you to think. They want you to think it's about you. Like Dr. Uh, Lewis was saying, they want you to, to, to aspire to be. And like I said, don't beat up on yourself. I still have those thoughts. And I'm asking Yahweh, if it's proper, the things that I want to do or quote unquote accomplish, if it's proper, if it's in your will, let me do it. If it's not, please take it out of my heart because I don't want it to be in contention or um, at odds with what Yahweh's will is. That's our prayer now is to is for our thoughts and our prayers to be cohesive or in, in um, a symbiotic relationship with Yahweh, not opposite of him like the satanic spirit. So uh, pick that up for me if you could. Absolutely. And this is also, I'm sorry, Dr. Lewis, one second. This will also pick up the thought that Dr. Um, uh, Dorian Lewis was talking about with, you know, um, conforming or being able to see you're going to pick there's going to be a whole bunch of principles in this in this event that's happening right here so go ahead and pick it up for me that's Luke 23 and I'll start at 38 and Dr. Lewis before you do that get me the um cardinal ordinance chart please okay oh she's doing double duty so I'm give her a second okay thank you go ahead all right that's Luke 23 and 38 mm-hmm and a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Uh -huh. So that's and that inscription the at the top that you see in every church. And if you have a good uh, crucifix around your neck, it'll have that on there. But it was written in Greek, Hebrew, and Latin. It was um, Jesus Rex. I forgot how, not even Jesus, because his name wasn't Jesus. It was Joshua. Joshua of Nazareth. Rex, which is Rex. king, right, yeah. of the Jews. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, yeah. keep reading. Mm -hmm. 39th verse. Mm -hmm. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be the Messiah, save thyself and okay. us. Pause. Okay, now when you're looking at this, this picture, the malefactor that said, if you're if you're the Messiah, which is the malefactor is the criminal. So it was two people, it was one person hanging on either side of him. So the one that's carnally minded, if you're looking at that, he's on the left, where it says cardinal ordinances, he's on the left. Why, how do you know that? Because if you think about what he's saying, he's carnally minded, so he has to be on the left. So go ahead, keep reading, Dr. Lewis. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him saying, if thou be the Messiah, save thyself and us. 
But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear Yahweh, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due rewards of our deeds. But this man has done nothing amiss. Pause. Think about what he just said. So now the malefactor or the criminal that's on the right side, he has that spiritual understanding. He knew who the Messiah was. Remember the first thing he said was, don't you fear Yahweh? You know, the other guy, you know, that's the satanic spirit. But the one on the right who has that spiritual understanding or that heart that Yahweh needs us and wants us to have, he knew who that was. And he's saying, and the, the beautiful thing about what he said, he said, we all deserve that's what right. we deserve. So I don't care how righteous you think you are or the things you think you've never done. And, you know, we always want to say, oh, I never murdered nobody. That don't mean you bad. They're not bad just because you didn't murder nobody. How about, you know, lying? How about stealing? How about, you know, other things? Mm -hmm. So don't sit up there and act like you, you all that you're not. And that's what the malefactor on the right was saying. We all deserve what we deserve. But it's by the grace and mercy of Yahshua, the Messiah, and what he did. That's why we can say, thank you, Yahweh. Praise be to Yahweh. All glory to Yahweh. Don't be like that malefactor on the left. If you be the sin, if you be the son, get yourself down off that cross. Uh-uh. How do we do that today? Well, I believe some of it, but not all of it. Or... um. I did my research when your research is just listening to a YouTube video mm-hmm. about somebody spewing crap or listening, mm-hmm. looking at stuff on Facebook that show read. No, mm-hmm. when you really understand that Yahweh has given us everything we need to know, then you research everything. You don't take anybody's word for it. You look and see what Yahshua did. You study that pattern. You study the principles, the steps, so that you can know, oh, that's why my life is going the way it is. It's because it's the will of Yahweh. Oh, I'm in a death state right now, but he's going to resurrect me out of that death state. And then I'll ascend, but then I know I got to come back down. Why? Because I'm in the flesh. It's, It's a round trip for us, not for him, but for us. So once we know that, then our prayers will move over to the malefactor on the right. Then we say, you know what, Yahweh, I know I deserve it, but thank you for saving me anyway. Thank you for all that you've done for me. Thank you for the life you've given me, no matter which way it's going, because I think it should be going to the left. You say it's going to go to the right. Thank you for pushing me over to the right, Yahshua. Thank you. So continue reading, because this I thought what this malefactor or this criminal was saying was just absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful. So start that over, Dr. Lewis. 40, 41st verse mm-hmm. and we indeed justly I'll start at the 40 excuse me mm-hmm. I'll start at 39 mm-hmm. and one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him saying if thou be the Messiah save thyself and us but the other answering rebuked him saying dost not thou fear Yahweh seeing thou art in the same condemnation and we indeed justly for we receive the due reward of our deeds but this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Yahshua, Savior, excuse me, Master, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Yahshua said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Um, 
I just, I am so, so, so grateful that Yahweh has taken my carnal, physical, fleshly heart and mind and transformed it into one of spiritual. And he's conforming me day by day to his will and the understanding of righteousness to know that it's not about Felicia, it's not about the things that I've so-called accomplished, it's not about my raising my children, it's not about the things that I have, it's about when I am at the wall or a gun is to my head, will I profess the name of Yahshua the Messiah? Do I, given the opportunity, confess that Yahshua is my savior? Do I do that? That's what Yahweh is bringing us all to that point. Like the previous speaker said, and it's, it cracks me up sometimes when I think about what Dr. Gregory said. Thank you, I see the bell. What Dr. Gregory said, and it's, you know, I think of him as a young person, you know, because he's about my oldest daughter's age. And for him to say, I know this thing is coming to an end. It's like, wow, you know, in the world they teach you, you know, go up, be, be your best self, do what you're going to do. You can accomplish all things. And guess what? I, I teach my girls that, but I always say to them, you put Yahweh first in everything that you do, because if you don't, whatever it is you think you have, he will take it away. Because we know and understand that at the end of the day, as the scripture lesson said, we didn't bring anything in this world and we're not going to take anything out of it. So the only thing you have is your name. I was always told that my mother would always tell me, you protect your name above everything else. You don't let no stain be on your name. What was she talking about? You have that integrity about yourself so that when people say your name, they think, oh yeah, yeah, she, if she says she's going to do something, she's going to do it. But it's the name that we have is that new name of Yahshua the Messiah. That's what we want. That's the name that we want to be called upon is Yahshua. When that name is called and when Yahshua the Messiah presents us as his bride, faultless before the father, that's what we want. That's why we change our names. You know, women, remember, we're all women to Yahweh. We change our names because our husband is the head. Our husband is Yahshua the Messiah. Our husband is Yahweh Elohim. That's who our husband is. So we change our name to match him. But what are we actually changing? We're changing our thoughts, our concepts, and our opinions. We're getting rid of that. We're putting it in that glad bag and throwing it out in the trash. And we're conforming to the will of the Father. And what is that? Learn of me. That's all he ever asked any of us to do. Take his yoke upon you and learn of him. That's it. Like the first speaker said, all we ask you to do is pay attention. We don't ask anything else. Yahweh doesn't ask anything else of his sons. He's a good parent. He provides everything that we need. Maybe not want it, but what we need, he gives to us. And when we get examples of that in this flesh with our spouses or with our parents, I remember the first gift my husband ever, ever bought me when we were dating was a freaking microwave oven. And I was like, how are you going to buy me a microwave? And the first thing out of his mouth was he said, because you needed one. Now, see, that's, that's an example of our heavenly father. It's not about like 
like Dorian said, the flash and the glitter and the gold, it was about a utilitarian thing that I needed that he gave me. What is that utilitarian thing that I need? Peace in the Holy Spirit. That's what I need. Day after day after day. Because I tell you, this world is wearing on me. I am tired. I am tired of seeing all the ones I'm so close to leave here and leave me behind. But I know it's Yahshua the Messiah that maintains and keeps me. And I'm so grateful for that. And I, I, my hope and prayers for all the body of Yahshua is to continue to be in Yahshua and to always remember that he is our eternal peace and glory. And with that, I will say, if you got anything out of it, give all your honor and glory to our savior, Yahshua. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. And for our uh, next speaker of the afternoon, we're going to call on from our Southfield branch, Dr. Marcus Brazil. Dr. Brazil. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Well, I was, um, appreciate the words of the previous speakers and the ones that have joined and part of this gospel. And I was just um, listening to the words. And it's also, I'm also grateful to be part of this gospel and the true understanding of our creator, Yahshua, or Yahweh to Yahshua Messiah. Now, was was really on my heart and mind was that this thing has to be revealed and shown to you, mm -hmm. even down from his true nature, his makeup, and even his name. Because I've come across people who are in the in this mind will say to you that I know it's, I know his name is Yahweh. Well, I've heard of Yahweh of Yahshua, but I believe that he doesn't go by that name by all alone. That's the only name he goes by. Now, I've, I've heard it, and it doesn't matter what you call him. That's different than saying that's the only name he goes by. You know, people say it doesn't matter what you call him, call him what you want. But you say, hey, that's his name too, and he's awful this, he's awful that. Now, in my understanding, that I've been in this school most of my life, and the Bible itself doesn't support many names, if I recall. In the book itself, it says there's only one name given among men that we must be saved. Now, can we get uh, Philippians 2 and 9? Philippians 2 and 9. And, um, That's Philippians. Yeah. Go ahead. That's Philippians 2 and 9. Wherefore Yahweh also have highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Yahshua the Messiah, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Yahshua the Messiah is the Savior to the glory of the Father. Yes, and now it says, now, I hear this also that, that is true in the world, that it's Jesus in my book, it says Jesus and God in my book. Now, most of the people don't know that the King James Version or the names were taken out of the book. Most people don't know that. Now, I, I've heard that and you've researched that and the 1611 Bible just has the J in it. 
but a little research and you find out that the J is what they call a Johnny come lately or didn't come to the existence until the 16th, 14th century. Now, our creator is eternal. And if you believe it or not, this is a hard statement to believe. Even if you didn't know the name was Yahweh, or that was the true name. Now, the, the statement is saying that his name always was Yahweh. That was named before he even would create the earth of the earth plane. That's the name he came by. Now, and you people don't understand that the, also the book was not originally in English, it was in Hebrew. And or he just translated to English. Now, these things I'm saying, all these things that I would have me reflect on because I'll be sitting around and thinking, like the simple thing that we know that that. We kind of take we kind of take it as we hear it all the time, but the world don't know these things. The world doesn't know that the name is Yahweh. That's, a, that's the actual name. You don't have to guess of what it. Well, it might be this. It might like when you, when you get Yahweh shows it to you and reveals his name to you. You can't. You know, there's no second guessing it. There's no, and that's that's like stability to me. That's like something that we hear all the time. We don't understand that the world don't know that. Just like um. Another thing that kind of perplexed me sometimes that we try to separate us in class or Yahweh, like we're living, we're in class one way and then the world another way. We live in this way and then we have, we go to class, we're different. Yahweh, you're telling me it's all the same. It's, Yahweh is, like I said, the people say they've been giving you what you need and your understanding is to learn of Him. Your job is to. Know your creator as he really is and that exists. To know where you're at and what's going on in the world, but believe who understand the ones who control all things. Now that's my actual, uh, what I call my comfort that I have that I am within myself as Yahweh show me that he is the one controlling all things. That's if that's physical, mental, political, government. <laughs> Even your life, your things, going back forth to work, going anywhere, anything you're doing, you're controlling all things. The weather, that, talking about, you know, talking about all these things that the world, turmoil, and things are going on. That you know, Yahweh is controlled of all of those. The Creator is in control of His creation at all times. And that's my that's my st stability. That's my comfort. And it's only can be revealed by Yahweh. Only revealed by Yahweh. Now, let's, I'm gonna uh, teach one more thing. The speech people was talking about how gospel, his whole spirit has to be in you. And then so when he died, buried, died, buried, and resurrected, he poured out his spoiled spirit in the world, in the people who had believed him. Now, if you understand, when he was walking around on the earth plane, he was healing and he was doing all types of miracles. He was the fullness of the Holy Spirit personified right there in the physical body. So when he died, he poured out the Holy Spirit in the hearts of mind and men. Also, when he says, I am the light of the world, I'm in, in me is life, I am the resurrection. He's the one that was healing people, raising people from the dead. It was him, it was Yahweh, Yahweh come down as Yahshua in the flesh. And when he died, on the purpose of saving the world of the of that iniquity and of that, that evil thing. He poured out his whole spirit in the ones that he that the father has given him. 
Um, we are being blessed that, to have that Holy Spirit given or understand where that, that power is coming from. And that Holy Spirit in us is the one that's given us the strength to go on to, to say things that we say. Now, I'd have to sit back and just, you know, if you really think about half the stuff that we think about, half the stuff that we know, it is an awesome, is an awesome understanding. You know, it gives us the inner peace that the world you see people do not have. And you, you just, and we're second nature about it, but that is something that's true and real. And that's my peace. That's my true peace is knowing that he's the one keeping you steadfast and solidified and not wavering and not guessing. You know, he's the one doing that for you. And, and, I'm, and I'm thankful to Yashua that he's given me. And you see the strength in others, the strength in this one, the strength in that one. But you also have to cease to strengthen yourself. Where your power, where your peace is coming from, where your uh, loyalty is coming from. You know, can I get uh, Romans 8, please? 8 1. Romans 8 and 1. Yes. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Yahshua the Messiah, mm -hmm. who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Mm -hmm. for, the, for the law of the spirit of life in Yahshua the Messiah hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Yes. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, Yahweh sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Mm -hmm. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Mm -hmm. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Mm -hmm. Because the carnal mind is enmity against Yahweh. For it is not subject to the law of Yahweh, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please Yahweh. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of Yahweh dwell in you. Yes, thank you. That's that same spirit he poured out in the hearts and minds of men. And then, and then it says, uh, it's Roman 1.16, please. Give me Roman. But it's just what's coming. You should keep reading. It's coming up. That's Romans 1 and 16. Mm-hmm. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Messiah, for it, yes. is, for it is the power of Yahweh unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Go ahead. For therein is the righteousness of Yahweh revealed from faith to face, faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Mm-hmm. For the wrath of Yahweh is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them, for Yahweh mm -hmm. has shown it unto them. Right. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and supernal nature, 
so that they are without excuse. Keep going. Because that when they knew Yahweh, they glorified him not as Yahweh, neither mm -hmm. were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible Elohim into an mm -hmm. image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, Yahweh also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed the truth of Yahweh into a lie and worshiped mm -hmm. and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. All right. For this cause, Elohim gave them up into vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into which is against nature. All right. Now, see, that's what I'm saying. Yahweh is in control of all things. You can see how he says, I formed the light and created our, he's the one that's, that's, that's allowed them, that gave them over to, to vile affections, that allowed their heart to be down. He's the one that did that. He's the one that caused all these things. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just grateful. I'm just, sometimes you're lost the words, but you understand where the power lies. And you, I listen to news all the time. I listen to things every morning. And I hear the progression of it and the degradation of it. Or the, the, I think, I think every time come on, I, I, well, I think it's this way. I think, and, it's, and it is about truth and conjecture and opinion. But you understand that Yahweh also said that if you put your, how's it go, put your life in this world alone, you're a man most miserable. And if you understand there's something after this, there's something beyond this world, there's something that we're teaching. We're not teaching this world, we're not teaching, we're teaching a life after death, we're teaching another man. We're not teaching, preaching, trying to live in this world, if you understand what we're talking about. We're talking about something beyond the flesh, something life eternal, which is the eternal spirit, which is within Yahshua's side. If that's the only name you can be saved by, the only name you can be resurrected by, understand that's the only name that you can go on and you have to be in the Father at the, that last day. You have to be in the Ashram Messiah. That is your only hope of glory. That's the only one that's given the revelation, given the, the, the hedge, he's given the, 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 what do you call it? He's protecting you at all times, at all sides. And I'm just thankful for just to know those things. And he's the one that's, that's the healer too. We talk about that banner and that healer. You know, loved ones are going through certain things, but you understand Yahweh is controlling that also. We use that as an example to heal that person or heal the other person. You see, we've seen in the examples of it, things been, people have been healed of things. You know, so we, we in all our faith and all our trust have to be increased in Yahshua when loved ones or sick or hurt or something like that. Understand that Joshua be with you. Joshua's always with you. You know, and I, that will give me my strength. But I know that. I know that for sure. I don't understand. I have to guess. Well, it's going to pull out of it. If and then 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 the contrast is if the person doesn't pull out of it, it's still under Joshua's dictate. It's still Joshua's will that they be healed or they pass from that or this to that. That's Yahweh's will. That's still uh, not of yourself. Reduce your strength. Still have to yield. 
you don't doubt Yahweh then. You don't I'm the, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? You don't you know something go down and oh that shouldn't go down. It shouldn't be that way. You know, you're not controlling it. You're not the one giving the power. You're not you're just witnesses. You're a witness of this. You're a witness of his 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 glory and his will. That's what you're witness of. And that's what Yahweh's telling me in all these things. And all these things, you know, so I don't have much to say, but I know I'm I'm grateful to just know the little bit that I know that gives me the strength to move on. Not to be standing, not to be wavering, not to be guessing, oh, oh what's gonna happen next? And I ask Yahweh, show me what's going on, show me what's going on. And he'll and he'll do that. That's in all things. What I need to do, Yahweh. You know, he'll actually he'll actually will show you that if you ask for it. Let me know, yeah. What's, what's going to go on with that? He kind of he'll let you know. He'll literally let you know. And he's done that for me uh, plenty of times. That's out, and that's and that's that's for surety. Now, those words I have much much more to say, but all praise in Yahshua, all praise in Yahshua, Yahweh, the Yahshua Messiah, that is our only hope of glory. And all those things I say, I'll say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Brazil. And for our final speaker of this uh, class, we would like to call from our South Air Michigan branch, Dr. Shirley Nelson. Dr. Nelson. Good afternoon, class. I really enjoyed the words of the previous speakers and the things that they did say. I know it's only just a few minutes. Just someone go back to uh, scripture reading I think it was Timothy, 1 Timothy, the sixth chapter. And if you can um, start maybe at the 12th verse. Six and 12? Yes. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Mm-hmm. Now, I love that scripture because it's saying now, now you must, we must all fight this good fight of faith. But how do we get this faith? Go ahead, finish reading, please. I give thee charge in the sight of Yahweh, who quickens all things, and before Yahshua the Messiah, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and ruler of rulers, who only has immortality dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen, nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living Elohim, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, mm -hmm. laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. And now that, you know, you can stop right there. But I was just reading that with scripture reading earlier. And I just love that those words of the scripture there. But he talked about laying up in store for themselves a good foundation. Mm 
Now that's one of the things that we threw by this teaching that was given to us by Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, the man who said that he had divine vision from Yahweh himself. He never took it upon himself to declare that this work was his, but it came directly or proceeded directly from Yahweh. And it was through by this teaching that we were able to understand the scriptures and had revealed to us even the interpretation of the scriptures. See, now he, we, what Yahweh taught us and what he showed us, see, is that from the very beginning, Yahweh had already set up, and if you go over there to the, uh, the um, uh, elementary chart, if you will, because now from the very beginning, Yahweh has set up a condition and a state, see, and he caused in uh, the transgression of Adam and Eve, he talked and he, ca he caused, see, that transgression or set up that transgression that it would happen the way that he declared that it would happen, see. And it was through by or through by the disobedient in that garden, see, that sin came about in the world. Now that sin, see, is an inherited sin that we all inherited from Adam in the garden, see. In other words, it was placed upon that man, see, because Yahweh had already set up a condition that when the man came in, when the man disobeyed the spoken words of Yahweh, that he would die instantly. Now that man died immediately in his conscience or in his soul. See, he became condemned immediately in his soul by the disobedience to the spoken, spoken words of Yahweh, see. Now that sin that that man had placed upon him, see, and you can get the scripture real quickly, if you will, I know we only have a few minutes, but get the scripture real quickly where it talks about that through Adam, see, that all had died and that death passed upon all men. As a result of that sin in the garden, death passed upon all mankind. All man was dead, see, in Adam. Do you understand? So it necessitated, see, that Yahweh comes in, see, and that he set within his purpose at the very moment and the very time that he did cause that condemnation to come upon the man, the same time Yahweh also, because remember, there's no time going on here in this transgression plate right. or see here back at this time but at the, this is an internal day back here so now at the exact same time that the condemnation of the sin was placed upon man Yahweh also provided a savior or salvation see and we all know that through by that the uh, birth of a child see because he says through childbearing this woman shall be saved did you get the scripture that I asked yes. for that's Romans 5 and 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Okay. For until the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Now you Nevertheless, see death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that not had sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him 
that was to come. That was to come. Now you see that now. So that death passed upon all man is said all the way from Adam, all the way over to Moses is what it said. See, and that why Moses, because Moses was the lawgiver. In other words, it said their sin wasn't imputed where there was no law. So we come to find out that even the law that was placed on the man, see, or the Israelites, if you will, see, was only the point of sin. It was, there was no righteousness in that law that they, when they kept that law, there was no righteousness in that. You see what I'm saying? Now, see, they were under the law, but they couldn't keep the law. And he showed you how, and we would share that, that analogy of how the law wasn't even set up to be kept. Because as a child was born under the Hebrew lineage, on the eighth day of his life, he had to be baptized. You see what I'm saying? Or he had to be circumcised. But now if his circumcision fell on the Sabbath, so he would either have to break the law of the circumcision or break the law of the Sabbath to do no manner of work. So Yahweh set up a principle that the law couldn't be kept. So he placed the man in jeopardy. And it was no way that the man was going to get out of jeopardy unless he provided a salvation or savior. So at the time that the condemnation was placed on the man, now man is condemned for 4,000 years until the Messiah comes into on the scene. So at that time, he had already purposed salvation because he told the woman before they were driven out of the garden, he told her through childbearing, you shall be saved. And we didn't understand what that even meant. But Yahweh's infinite purpose, and it's immaculate uh, situation that he set up here that nobody could have done outside of him himself. Because see, he brought the man down, and he's going to bring him up too. See, and that's the kind of savior that we know that he's doing all things. See, the previous speaker, the first speaker talked about that metamorphosis of a butterfly. And as he talked about it, you know, Yahweh was just showing me, and we talk about that often, how that we must undergo a change. So just as this condemnation had been placed on this man, a change had to take place. But the man cannot affect the change himself. It has to be a savior that comes in, die the sin, die the death of, of the outcast dog. See, first he took the sin upon him own self, see. And once he took that sin on himself, see, and all of that so-called, if you can go over to the uh, uh, Old Testament chart, the carnal ordinance chart, if you will. See, because as I said, the Hebrews were given that law or that Old Testament, see. Now, see, it talked about over there, and I, I, I just got to cut this up real, real, real quick. See, it talked about over there, I need you to pick up Romans, if you will, again, the first chapter. If you can pick that up around the 17th verse or so. Okay. Romans 1. <clears throat> And 17, I'll start at 16, if that's okay. okay. Mm -hmm. All right, Romans 1 and 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Messiah, for it is the power of Yahweh unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of Yahweh revealed from faith to faith. Mm -hmm. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now he says that therein is revealed the righteousness of Yahweh revealed by faith. So see, I want to just want you to get to want you to see there was no righteousness under the law. There was no that law was strictly the point of sin that they knew that they were in sin, but there was no righteousness in under that law whatsoever. As a matter of fact, there's scripture that says, I see the bell. 
But there's scripture that says there was none righteous. No, not one. See, couldn't have been because all the righteousness was laid up in Yahshua Messiah. But now you had the evidence. See, now let me just go on. See, get Romans the third chapter, if you will, and get the 21st first. Romans 3 and 21. Uh-huh. But now the righteousness of Yahweh without the law is... Now, see, the righteousness of Yahweh without the law. Mm. See, in other words, that was a carnal law that they were under. And right now today, people will think they got some kind of form of righteousness if they keep some kind of law. Right, see, but right. that's not the law that we're talking about. Right. See, we're talking about there's a new law that's in our members. See, and that's by the spirit that we only get through the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension outpour of the Holy Spirit of Yahshua the Messiah. That has to be now in us. And once that spirit, that law of the spirit, see, or that spirit of truth is in us, it says whom the world cannot receive. Mm -hmm. See, now we got some faith. Now we got something to hold on to. And as the scripture is saying, the righteousness without the law is what? is being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Right. What are you talking about? See, the scriptures goes over and says to the law and to the testimony or to the prophecy, if they speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light or understanding in them. What are you talking about? See, it's that if you're not talking, if you don't know something about that law and prophets, how the Messiah himself came in to fulfill everything's written in, in the law and the prophets that's pointing up to him see it's all about him see then we don't we don't we don't have no hope or no light see and now when you talk about the righteousness see without that law see you can go back and i want you to get hebrews over there the 11th chapter because when you go over to hebrews and you're talking about that because of abraham and the various prophets and the patriots under their seat there because of their belief and because of their faith see it was accounted to them for righteousness see in other words they yahweh just gave of his spirit to them he he didn't pour it out collectively for them to keep it permanently at that time but he's showing forth that through by that or him in them see then they were able to have some faith see and it's that faith as it talks about over in hebrews that without it is it's impossible to please yahweh what mm -hmm. when we go back over there to the law and the prophets and we show the evidence of his death burial and resurrection and of yashin messiah walking on down through the ages see He's doing, he's fulfilling everything, satisfying it all. Why? Because he's on a mission and that mission was that he pours out, that he dies that death and then he's buried, he's resurrected, ascended and then pour out that spirit. Why? So that you now are born of the spirit is no longer you in the flesh as the previous speakers have talked about. You can't get no righteousness in the spirit, uh, in the flesh, I'm sorry. If the Messiah is not in you and formed or causing you, as the scripture talked about, being conformed in him. In other words, you have taken on him. You, He is now assimilated in you. This is no longer just on the side of you. It has become a part of you. Yashin Messiah in you, conforming you, teaching you. And just as that butterfly who did a complete change and neither ate the same diet, nor did it was bound to the earth before it blossomed before the change took place. And now he's heavenly bound. See, and it ate certain things before it became that butterfly. Now it's eating nectar. 
or, or food of the gods, so to speak. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're talking about Yahweh causing a complete change. And it's through by the faith of him, believing him is how we get that now. Don't get weary, brethren. See, we're at the end of an age. That's Hold right. on to your foundation. Hold on to the strength in Yahshua. Don't get to the point and think this don't mean something. Don't, don't get to the point and think I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Don't get to the point to think that Yahshua is not working in your life. He is the only savior right now that is able to keep you grounded and in the foundation and the truth of him. But we must call upon him and believe what he did. And when you believe what he did, as he told Nicodemus, he said, unless a man be born again, he cannot. Mm-hmm. And we know we were born from the flesh, but Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter talked about that you were born, see, there's a fleshly birth and then there's a spiritual birth. We're Mm -hmm. talking about that spiritual birth that we all want to take part in. I want to encourage you all to be steadfast in this gospel. I give praises and glory to Yahshua Messiah, who's allowed us to endure to the end of this age. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Dr. Wilson. That was pretty. And that does conclude our lecture for today's session. We want to once again thank all our our participants and our speakers. We really enjoyed your dissertation today. And we do um, want to acknowledge uh, our visiting brethren. As always, we are always happy when you come and visit with us and please come back. We really do thank you for your participation. Our classes are held on Zoom every Sunday, every other Sunday on Zoom from 11.30 to 1.30 and in person from 11 to 1. And that address is always sent out by our secretary. Uh, We hold our uh, Tuesday and Thursday classes on Zoom from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, secretary, did you want to announce our next in-person class? Actually, it will be next next Sunday Mm -hmm. uh, at the Beachwood Center. And I will send out an email again with the address for those who, who, who may come for the first time. And uh, it will be from 1130, and I'm sorry, from 11 o'clock until one o'clock in Southfield. So I will send that notice out. Thank you. Thank you very and much. Dr. Hamilton, mm-hmm. if I can uh, say something mm-hmm. as well too. Um, also just a reminder to the class, whenever we have in-person, we will always stream Zoom. Okay, so if you're not able to join, because I know that there was a confusion last time, if you're not able to join uh, in person, class is always going to go on, whether it's in person or not, on Zoom, Tuesdays and Thursdays and Sundays, okay? When we do in-person class, class will stream from 11 a.m. to 1. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dr. Lewis and Dr. Nelson. And let us all stand in our hearts and minds and give reverence to our Savior, Yahshua Messiah. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time, now and forever. Let us all say hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.